Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to do an episode on the power rankings of the Challenge World Championship through episode three. We'd like to listen to the recap of the episode of episode three that we just recorded. You can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles, sign for four dollars per month. It's just four bucks. You can hear what we thought about episode three and all the episodes that happen throughout the rest of the season. Power rankings, episode three. Who are the biggest movers and shakers for you? It's hard for me to say that anybody moved that much. The one, cons- I, I, I mentioned before, I was somewhat concerned that I just feel like Wes and Johnny might get a bit of an unwanted attention on them. It seems like that that very much may happen, particularly to Wes with uh, some of these MVPs. I just don't know if I can really move him down off the four spot I had him at, though. So for, for, for recap, my top four, I had Tori and Danny one. I'm keeping them there. I had Janae and Grant two. I can <laughs> think about flip-flopping them with Jordan and Kaz. I might do that. I put Jordan and Kaz above them. And I had Wes and Zara th- four. And I, I don't feel very good about them right now, but I don't know that I can really drop them below Bananas or, and Justine or Theo and Sarah or any of those people I had below them. Trace, where are you doing top four? Since I well, wasn't top- here for episodes one and two, I don't know. Well, we're just going to do what we did with Pat, essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, number one, I still have uh, Jordan and Kaz. I I feel like they're just so far flying under the radar, and they're really good. So I've got them one. I think two, I've got Theo and Sarah, just because it seems like from a political standpoint, Sarah, even if she gets a little bit of the Looney Tune edit, I mean, they gave her the Looney Tune edit and she won. So I feel like I've got Theo and Sarah two, three. I'm going to go Wes and uh, Zara because it just he's, he's Wes. <laughs> and then four. Uh, who's uh, Emily paired with? Yes. No, that's not going to be there. Um, I don't know. I guess I got to go Danny Tory. I mean, they're just probably the most politically strongest pairing that are together in terms of their place in each other's alliances. And so Theo and Sarah too. You, I, you guys were making fun of me for how I thought they would actually do well uh, leading up to this season. I, I wouldn't move them up that high at all. But I, I th- again, I think they'll still be very competent. I think he's maybe the best athlete on the show. But it, it still seems like I, I once that Fisher between what seems like it's going to be Danny and Tori are going to be the pair that are at the center of this break. Um, once that happens, I, I don't know where she comes out from that uh, that windfall. Yeah, I think because of what we've seen the editors allude to with the confrontation between Danny and Tori and what we would assume would be Wes and Kaz and Jordan and, or excuse me, Jordan and Kaz and Wes and Zara, I think that I have to take Wes and Zara and Jordan and Kaz down a notch just because of what we've seen in this game. I think for me, I still have Grant and Janine number one. You think I'm going to move up Danny and Tori to number two. And I honestly think at this point, I might move Bananas and Justine over Jordan and Kaz and Wes and Zara just because of how politically sound it seems Justine and Bananas are and the fact that they're part of the U.S. alliance. And it seems like the U.S. alliance is going to stick together thin and thin. I just think that she's at the bottom of that U.S. alliance. I think that's a big problem for me. 
You would think that. There's only uh, four of them. Like, it's not like this is some huge crew. Well, I know that, but then you also have to look at who the other people in the USA Alliance's partners are. Theo and Sarah. Okay, who knows where Theo is? I guess he's probably hanging with UK because other than Bananas, I don't think anybody these other people really played with him that much other than Wes. And then you've got um, Ben is with Casey. Okay, Bananas might be pretty good there. And then... Um, Danny and Tori. So, okay, so maybe gonna, it's not that be, bad. He's going to be good across the board there. So you would think that... So if you listen to the podcast that Johnny did with Justine that I think came out yesterday, yeah, it sounds like Ben is the one who's actually the odd person out of that group. And that really Sarah and Ben do not get along. It sounds like that's pretty much what she, she suggested. And that you would think that they would be close, but it sounds like that's really kind of where like the fissure of the group was. Hmm. Um, that changes a lot then. Hmm. And so I honestly, so my top three is going to be Grant and Janae, Danny and Tori and Justine and bananas. I think that they're going to, I think that they're going to be on easy street. It doesn't seem hmm. like there's any heat coming for Johnny in the immediate future. And he's with the U S Alliance. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be in any danger at all. Then I would probably have Wes and Zara, and after that, Jordan and Kaz. I think that's probably the the biggest shift in my rankings coming out of episode three. I guess part of it for me too. I think there's a much bigger chance that Wes and Wes and Zara or Jordan and Kaz are in elimination, elimination, maybe even out within the next three to four episodes. But I still might give them a better chance to win than Darrell and Kiki, for example. Definitely, hundred percent. So that's a hard thing to sort of reason out when we're doing these types of rankings because I, I still just think that they're two of the best teams if you once you put them in a competitive situation but it does very much seem like and i think what really is going on here as much as anything is it seems like this u.s faction does not want the uk these uk people around for whatever reason they feel like they might be their biggest opponent um but we've really seen them angle towards working towards australia and not working with the uk so far huh. I think the other thing that I'm just taking into account as I look at this is it's like, I feel like even if politics work against Sarah and Theo, they're going to be a tough out in elimination, like really a tough out. And Sarah could do in this game, what she did on USA, which is she's going to get thrown in a couple of times and it won't matter because she's going to win. One other thing I heard come out from that podcast was that apparently Sarah really wanted to pick Nelson instead of Theo before uh, Johnny coached her out. Right? That, what you listen, Evan? Right? I didn't get to that point. I'm about halfway through. Okay, that's um, absurd. That would have been See, hysterical. I don't. Yeah, I, Sarah's just a, not a good player. Like pretty much her. Well, like she just might have watched the wrong seasons. Who knows? I w- I would really want to see how Sarah does on a season where she doesn't have a lot of people that she's close with where Ben isn't on the season, where Justine isn't on a season and where Danny isn't on a season. How do you think she does here? Upset with her for, she does. She, she doesn't know that she, I think she like she had some knowledge of the show coming into it, but she just might have not had the full scouting report on Theo and Nelson. I mean, if the only season of Nelson's where you can look at with a straight face, say he performed well, it's invasion and dirty 30 but on invasion he was on a team where they outnumbered all the vets and he was beating a bunch of scrubs and then he hysterically screwed up the he's been on dirty 30 he should have probably won the invasion final he probably should have had he been able to swim and then dirty 30 he got kicked off but prior to getting kicked off he was performing well after that he... dirty 30 and vendettas he's good 
and then even on total madness like he doesn't win any missions but he loses in the, that final elimination to rogan like that's that was a very close elimination he um wins elimination against bear that season I mean, it's just been these past couple of seasons where it's just seemed like the show has really moved beyond him. And who knows if she's had access to viewing those. Like, I, I don't think that's that. I just thought it was funny because Nelson's Nelson and she apparently was going to pick him over Theo before. Because it was been somebody changed her mind. Yeah. Hey, just a funny supposing here. All right. Let's say that you're someone like Sarah. You've never really watched the challenge before. And they say, hey, I'm going to watch the most recent seasons to figure out how to play this game. <laughs> you imagine your first introduction is trying to watch like spies, lies and allies. That would be, that would be, that's like the worst example of what not to do in playing the challenge. Oh, I wouldn't say that necessarily. If you just follow the, if you can mimic the vets playbook of, Hey, we never have to go into elimination because there's all these rookies around. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. But that's not the, that's not normally what the game is. So that's why I'm just like, that's not like you could go back and watch double agents and say, okay, like, you know, it might not be a great season, but in terms of how people played it, you know, they, they at least were doing some decent strategy there. At the bottom of the power rankings, I would assume that all of us have Tristan and Kellyanne dead last. Dead last. No, I, I'd have them above the Argentinian team still. Really? That's yeah. bold. I just think they're good. Like, that, that, that's a larger takeaway from me. I just think Tristan's very good competitively. What is that? I don't what have is... the same confidence in Rodri or, Rodri or Benha. What does that do for them, though? Because I think that they're better than them. But are they good enough to actually win a mission multiple times and keep them safe? Because no. we talked about it in our recap, which everyone can go and listen to. It seems like for multiple reasons, it seems like they're going to be likely to go in. One, because they already went in once against a in a house vote, and it's just going to be easy for everyone to say their name again. Two, it seems like Casey and Tori, two of the dominant legends in the game and people that are running what's going on politically, want Kellyanne to go in because of the fact that Kellyanne said that she wants to get out the big threats. It seems like Casey and Tori are scared by that. And it seems like there's really no reason for her to, for her to be around for them. And three, it doesn't seem like Kellyanne has any alliances in the game. Like there's no one sticking her neck out for her. My, my hypothesis would be with the way the season works, one team will lose, two teams will be on the bottom. I think, that it's very likely that all three of these teams are ending up in the next two eliminations, really, if Probably. not the next three. And I just give Tristan and Kellyanne a better shot to win those than Rodri and Naya or Benha and Jody. Who the yeah. fuck is Rodri? It's Naya's partner. That's not his name, is it? Uh, I don't know what where he's from. You don't want me to pronounce it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Well, because like for there's so there's a soccer player from Manchester City, and usually if you pronounce it, it's either Rodri or Rodri, and it can go both ways. Isn't it Rodrigo? Rodrigo, that's his fucking that's his name. name. Yeah. Okay. Does he go by Rodri? He goes by Rodri. I think. I heard you say that before. I was like, what? What is he talking about? I, I apologize. Uh, Rob the xenophobe. I mean, I'm the one with 50% Cuban in my blood, bro. I'm the one who's got some background on this. That's why it's funny. I'm just from deep south, man. Okay, <laughs> I come so, from rat, raw sewage and stagnant pond water. I, I agree that like the bottom group of people that go that are up for contention for elimination are probably going to be the same. But based off of the foreshadowing that we saw from episode three, does that not affect your opinion that it could be someone else that goes in? Like Jordan? Well, like we already, I already or, mentioned, I think Wes and Jordan have a decent shot of going in within the next couple episodes 
Yeah, I think Western. It'd be. I mean, it'd be really interesting if they can somehow turn the house vote to do that. Well, or or Danny and Tori win the mission for next episode, and Danny wants to send in Wes and Zara. Or, well, the thing is, they still need to get the house to put them as one of the two teams up. No, they don't. Well, they do. You're right. The yeah, whole house do. would have to nominate them. So that'd be very interesting if that can happen. I mean, I think more because like anyone can just lose a mission, right? Like you just do something wrong in UDQ, whatever. Like that, that can happen to anybody. So I, you'd think that's more likely than being the house vote, but you know, maybe not. Maybe enough of these international players really make a move. Who do we think is most likely to lose next mission? Who's the worst at the missions? Probably right. Kellyanne and Tristan at the moment. They're they're better than the two Argentinian teams. I would say that the worst team at missions is Naya and Rodrigo. Yeah, I would they're pretty bad. Roger, I'm t- Rodrigo was really good in Argentina. Like he won a lot of missions in Argentina. I mean, that was a, a different cast makeup and stuff. Naya did not. Fernando Berlando was on it, <laughs> but she's never been great at missions. I don't. I don't really know which way to go between the two of them and Jody and Ben. Again, all these teams are very good. Uh, I guess I would lean Rodrigo and Naya for most likely to lose. I don't know if I would say all these teams are very good. I think Naya and Rodri is not a very good team. Benha and Jody, I think Jody's very good, but Benha is not good. I think we can be pretty confident in saying that. He wasn't very good in Argentina, even. And outside of that, I'm pretty dubious of Sarah and Theo. I don't think Sarah's good. I don't even know if I think that she's good at eliminations. Who did she win in her one elimination match last she season? Did, she won she two. Leo. Who they beat? You remember who they beat? I forget who they beat. I can't remember, but the fact that she won with Leo is astounding. He Let's of look. the cat lovers. Yeah. But she won twice. Cat. She won two eliminations, I think, because she won one and then she, because there was the one where she chewed up the thing and spit out the bone. And then there was the. I think that was it. I thought there was just one. I thought she went to two and she only won like a thousand bucks each time because they went in against people with no money. Well, it ended up not mattering because everyone else quit. So she and Danny got everybody's bank account anyways. Yeah. So she went against... The last time that she went in the elimination, it was individual. She went against Cache. That's I, right. That's right. Which, not really a, a super mm, matchup. No. And then she went in with Leo against Aza and Cinco. Also not good. Okay. <laughs> I would give her more credit for, I don't know. They they did come up. I do remember now that I think about this, they did come up with a good strategy. It was a elim- tough puzzle. Like it was really hard puzzle and they figured it out. Well, yeah, well, the one that they made Aza and Cinco in. It was the one that where they had to like go retrieve pieces in the dark. And I think they yeah. just came up with a good system for getting the, the puzzle pieces out. Regardless, she's not going against a murderer's row in the Challenge USA it's nowhere near the cast of characters that she has to go against this season in world championship. I, I don't know. I think, like I said, Theo, Theo's awesome. I'm skeptical of her abilities. So I would have them probably towards the bottom when it comes to competitive, physical competitiveness. So you and I are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum with where they are. Okay. Well, we're just talking about likely to win a mission here. I think that's oh, likely to win a mission. Oh, yeah, no, they're not likely to win a mission. <laughs> I, I don't think they could. I mean, they're probably the biggest team there, right? They could, and if it's the right thing, I mean, she does do endurance running. So if they have one of those mini final things, I mean, they might do really well in that. No, because when it comes back to the puzzles, right? We know that she sucks at puzzles. We saw that in the final from last. Not all mini finals have puzzles. 
Sometimes they're just running. Sometimes it's like running, running and problems. stacking things. We, yeah. we talked. We talked about this. The <laughs> amount of times that they have just just running. It's no, like, they have. It's like running, and then they'll have like different pieces that are not puzzles necessarily, but like you have to be like flexible for one of it. You have to move some things around for another event. Do stuff like that. So we talked about the top group. We talked about the bottom group. Any anyone in the the group in, in between that we want to talk about before we jump? I feel good about Daryl and Kiki's ability to hang around now, which I didn't know necessarily did before, and that might just be due to them not being mentioned much this episode. Uh, it's just hard. To, it's just hard because I don't feel like I can really put them above or below anybody, but I do think they'll be here for a, a while. They haven't given us any content on this, but I would be really curious to know what Daryl's relationship with Johnny is and Wes, for that matter, coming out of Ryder Dies, because we saw that Darrell and Johnny were antagonistic towards each other coming out of Ryder Dies. I wonder if they've kind of buried the hatchet there or what's happened, but I agree with you, Rob. I think that Darrell is probably going to be around for a while. Mm -hmm. What about Ben and Casey? What do we think about their fortunes? You know what I think? I think they're going to be in the final because of Casey. Both of them will have just find a way to hang around, it seems like, right? That's what they've done on all the previous seasons. Yeah, they just find a way to hang around. And I just, it, even in Survivor, Ben found ways to just hang around. They're going to hang around and I can be really, I don't know, anyone can win a final, right? I I, yeah. I guess I can't say that they can't win a final because they can. anyone they, can win. Absolutely. I mean, Anissa could have won Ryder Dies if she hadn't gotten hurt, okay? Like, let's put that in perspective. If she had just walked the fucking final, she could have won. So anything can happen in these finals if you make it there. Sarah Lucina could have just sat down, and she still would have. She basically did. She she did sit sit, just like sit down. She did sit down, didn't she? She like went over to the side (laughs) and like cried and was cold. Like you know, some PA brought her some hot chocolate and nougats, and then she was. Then they let her walk on her way after she timed out. So you know, yeah. I mean, anything can happen, man. Like it doesn't. If you can, and that's why even Darrell and Kiki have a shot because as low under the radar as they're flying, I still think they're going to have to see elimination at some point just because this has become just such an alliance-driven game at this point that you can't toe the middle for very long. You can do it and get far, but it's not going to get you to the end. And so at some point, they have to pick a side and stick with it. And, you know, at that point, we'll just see what happens and what elimination and who their matchup is. But I mean, even they could win this final. What odds would you give that the Argentinian to the two Argentinian teams are in the next two eliminations? That they're in the elimination. Yeah. I think you have to go plus (laughs) or minus 200 or something like that. Cause I think it's a given. They each individually have to be in, so meaning one has to go home, or it just has to be an Argentinian. It could, like, it could be Jody and Ben Hunter in the next one, and then they win, and then Nia and Rodri are in that one after that, or like they're both in the next one, and then one of them wins, then uh, then the one after that. But what if the same one, like, what if Nia and Rod Rodri win this next one, and then they get put in the one after that they, again? They each Still have fine. to be in nation. I think I would be pretty confident that there's at least one Argentinian team in. I don't know about both of them, though. That's where it gets a little hairier. I think it's going to be both of them or a combination because, I mean, shoot, man. The Argentinians are paired with Jody, who's very clearly at the bottom of the vets. 
and then Naya, who she's got Jordan, but I don't know how far that's going to get you. They just feel like such the easy vote, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice once we move past these easy votes. And we say that they're they're easy votes now, but based off of what the editors have shown us, it seems like we may actually get some real fireworks next week as Danny starts to kind of rattle the cage a little bit with the political orientation of the house. All right, that's it for this week. Again, if you want to listen to our full thoughts on episode three, you can go subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. It's four bucks a month. Get lots of content. Have a good weekend, everyone. Talk to you soon.